Well, thank you, Ken, and good morning again, everybody. Uh, my name's Andrew. I'm the Senior Minister of St Mark's. It's been wonderful to see the kids' presentation today. We're going to think more about the Christmas story and what it means uh, as we go through our service today. So as we've heard the Christmas story again today and read this passage from the Bible, from Psalm 148, um, I'm going to try to help us think about what these things mean and what we might be able to take away from our Christmas message today. Uh, recently, I discovered again uh, an interest that I had many years ago, which is learning about things uh, like cosmology, astrophysics, and the big secrets of the universe. So I've been watching a lot of videos on YouTube about things like black holes and the Big Bang and different types of stars and the like and all those sorts of topics. And the size and the scale and the age of the universe is certainly mind-bending uh, when we try to take it in. And the mysteries of what are out there are quite fascinating to me. Uh, one of the sad things I think that we've lost a bit in modern times is the wonder of the night sky. Uh, there are so many lights uh, in our neighbourhoods, in our cities, that they tend to drown out all but the biggest and brightest stars in the sky. And in other places and other times, uh, if you go, to go out at night meant looking at a huge carpet of stars in the sky above. And I think if you contemplate that side and reflect on it often enough, it invites us to think about our own place in the universe and what we're doing here and the ultimate meaning of things. So this psalm today, Psalm 148, is written from that perspective of someone who's looked into the sky and realised that it tells him about the wonder and greatness of God. And he turns that feeling of wonder into a song of praise that takes in all of creation. And that song, as I hope we can see today, teaches us more about how to look at the world and how to look at ourselves and how to look at God in a renewed way. Firstly, I want to look through the psalm to see the thoughts and feelings that are on display here. So if you read Psalm 148, as Ken did from beginning to end, we see a journey that takes us through the universe, starting at the highest point in the heavens and moving down here to the earth. So he moves from things that are high above and seem perhaps very important to the small and humble things below. And all of those things he calls upon, as we heard, to praise the Lord. So firstly, in verses 1 to 4, he looks up to the sky and he calls upon everything in the heavens, the sun, the moon and the stars, the angels and the waters above the skies, and he says, praise the Lord from the heavens. So what are the heavens? For the ancient people, the heavens are the whole world above us, this place of lights above us, the place of spiritual beings, a place that appears to us often to be unchanging and eternal. The heavens are the source of our energy, the heat and the life for our world below. And as Graham said, in other religions of the time, these heavenly bodies, the sun and the moon and the stars, were considered to be themselves gods, to be worshipped by people. But for the psalmist, we read, they are just actually the highest part of God's creation. They're things that have been made, and therefore, along with everything else, they should praise the Lord. And why should these heavenly creatures praise the Lord? Well, he goes on to say, let them praise the name of the Lord, for at his command they were created, and he established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. He says the heavens should praise the Lord because their very existence comes from his will. And the fact that they continue to exist is because he wants them to. They're certainly high and noble creatures, wonderful to look at, but they are creatures nonetheless. 
And then after that, in the psalm, we sweep down to earth in verses 7 to 12. Praise the Lord from the earth. So if the heavens above are full of eternal or unchanging things, the earth around us is full of things that move and grow. So we sweep past sea creatures in the ocean depths, the weather in the skies, over the mountains, through the trees, and over all the big and small animals. And finally, we come to us, to human beings, both the powerful ones like kings and the humble ones like children. So all of us too, he says, you should praise the Lord. And why should the earth praise the Lord? Well, he says, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. So the creatures on earth, he says, should praise God because of the infinite distance that's between us and him and the splendor, beauty and power of the Lord. And also we praise him because he doesn't keep that distance from us. He Rather, he shares his strength and his love with humanity. In verse 14, he's raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his people a horn, the praise of his faithful servants of Israel, the people close to his heart. So in Psalm 148, we start in the highest heavens and we end in the deepest heart of God with us. And so this is a psalm of total praise and worship of God from the highest part of the heavens. For us, who know that the universe is not as they thought it was, it's not just up and down, it may be better to say this psalm really looks from the biggest picture, the largest scale of things, the cosmic scale, to the very small, a small child. Everything, no matter how humble or important, he says, you must praise the Lord. So this is the last that we're doing in our series in Advent of what we call the Psalms of Reorientation. We've been looking at that selection. So the Psalms as a whole is a book of 150 songs. It describes the whole life of people with God and the different facets of that kind of relationship. And so there are many different things that can be brought out. But reorientation is one of them, which is that experience we have of going through a difficult time, of struggling, being put down, of being in sin or of being a failure, and then coming out of that into a new time with God. Reorientation means changing the direction of where we're facing, where we're headed, where we're going. And why is Psalm 148 a psalm of reorientation? Well, it is because it recognises and affirms that the ultimate innate orientation of all creation is towards God. In that sense, it's the most fundamental of all our psalms of reorientation. This psalm says that everything in the universe, from the depths of the sea up to the farthest star, humans, animals and angels, everything that isn't God, everything that is created, is made to travel higher and higher or deeper and deeper into the knowledge and experience of God. That is our natural orientation. And when we follow that path, we grow more and more into what we are supposed to be. It's when we travel away from God towards evil and towards sin that we become disoriented and lose our way. And the way that Psalm 148 expresses this cosmic orientation towards God is through the idea of praise, as we heard all the time. Praise the Lord. So what do you think of when you say the word praise? Praise is specifically, for us usually, an action of words and usually singing about God in a positive way. But I think more deeply than that. Praise is essentially the act for any created thing like us to turn and orient ourselves towards the reality of God in a way that's appropriate for who we are and what we are. And that's why the psalm calls on inanimate objects and forces like mountains and trees and weather to praise the Lord. 
I think it's not just a poetic device. In some sense, everything can praise God no matter who or what it is. The physical world around us praises God by existing, by behaving naturally and moving and changing in the way that it should. And spiritual creatures, humans like us and the angels, we praise God intentionally with our hearts and our minds, personally moving into relationship with him. That's the heart of praise. And according to the psalm, praise is the way that God moves towards us too. It expresses God's orientation toward us. So praising God is not just directing worship towards God on high, perhaps he'll hear, but actually entering into a connection with God and his strength and reality. And so it says when we reorient ourselves towards God, we realise and experience that God is always oriented towards us. So in verse 14, as I read, it says, and you can see, and he's raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his faithful servants of Israel, the people close to his heart. So in their culture, a horn was a symbol of strength and a symbol of power. And so for God's people, he says, their strength will be found in their praise of God. The horn, the strength that God gives, is the praise of people who are close to God's heart. So to praise God, to turn toward him, draws us closer to his life, to his power and his love, and to feel as he comes closer to us. And we need that strength, don't we? Because it can be hard to reorient ourselves on our own. So I think Psalm 148 gives us an ideal picture of this cosmic world of praise we're supposed to live in. But we know, of course, we don't even really, we don't always live that way, even a fraction of the time. The world that we live in is disoriented and it falls away from God in many different ways. And we're part of that problem too. And so reorientation towards God is not just a matter of choice, it's something of grace and it's actually a matter of salvation and that's a question for Jesus and why he came. And so this is where our Christmas story comes in. Uh, one of the words that we use to describe the birth of Jesus is what we call the incarnation. And that means the process of God becoming a human being and taking on a real body and a real life among us. So the Christmas story and the incarnation of Jesus, which we saw portrayed for us so nicely before, it's actually the story and the key for us of, our human, of how human beings like us can begin to be reoriented towards God along with the rest of creation. In the cosmic picture of Psalm 148, so the incarnation of Jesus, the birth of God's Son, it's a descent of God from the highest heaven down to earth and to the lowest part of human experience. And the point of that is so that in Jesus, who unites heaven and earth, who unites God and people, all of creation can come together to turn back to God and praise him. So Christmas as a story is a story of reorientation, but by God's grace and his kindness towards us. So as we finish our series, I want us to come back to the final message of what the Psalms of reorientation are saying to us at the moment. In the end, in our spiritual life, what really needs to be changed or transformed in us is not just how we think about God or how we think about the world, but where we are and where we are going. The Psalms remind us that all of us in some way will end up down in the lower places of the spirit, away from God and disoriented, not knowing where we are and where to go. And that can be because we've fallen down or because we've been pushed down. And the temptation in that disorientation is to wallow in that experience in the mud and allow it to become our new orientation and to understand where we are and where we're going. 
and where we're headed. But actually, the Psalms teach us we were made to be creatures of praise, moving up from that disorientation into God's love again. And in that movement towards God, we know that Jesus is with us, and he always will be, because he came down to lift us up. And so in this series on the Psalms, the final word goes to the final verse of this Psalm, and actually the final words of the whole book of Psalms, which says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So let me pray as we finish our reflection on this Psalm, and then we're going to spend some more time in prayer. Thank you. We thank you, Lord, for this reminder today in many different ways of the story that you have reached down into our world to come alongside us, to lift us up and to bring us back to you. We pray that the orientation of our hearts would be turned towards your purpose, the glory and beauty that you have put inside all creation. And we pray that everyone here today would know the way we are going and how to get there. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.